Hello, and welcome to the Funds Europe podcast with me, Benjamin David, Deputy Editor of Funds Europe. And in this episode, we delve into the ever-evolving landscape of digital finance in Europe. The focus is on how the shift from traditional paper-based securities to digital electronic forms is transforming the European financial market. This transformation is not just about technology. It's a fundamental change in how securities are issued, traded, and managed, posing both challenges and opportunities for the financial sector. Our discussion will highlight the critical roles of financial infrastructures, particularly in ensuring the safety and efficiency of these digital transactions and how they're adapting to this new era. Joining us in this exploration is Jens Hackmeister, Head of Issuer Services and New Digital Markets at Clearstream. With his deep expertise and frontline experience, Jens will shed light on the intricacies of digital securities issuance and its implications for the market. We'll discuss with Jens the specific challenges and opportunities that digital issuance presents, including its potential to enhance market efficiency and reduce costs. Furthermore, Jens will provide insights into the future trends and innovations in digital financial markets, offering a glimpse into what the future holds for the issuance and trading of securities in this rapidly changing digital landscape. Jens, welcome to the Funds Europe podcast. Thank you. So the first question is, with the shift towards digital financial markets, how has the evolution of electronic securities and the digitization of issuance processes transformed the European financial landscape? Let me start with saying, I think we are still on a journey. We are on a journey of transformation or even the beginning of, of, of the journey. And if I may try to structure the and frame the landscape we see in Europe around digital issuance a bit, then I would I would probably make it up in, in kind of two dimensions. One is the the distinction between digital issuances we see based on DLT technology only, really digital issuances happening using blockchain protocols, including our wallets, smart contracts, and tokenized securities. LB model, which I would call a hybrid model, like we, for example, using Clearstream with D7, where you have DLT elements, but at the same time, you hook up on legacy infrastructure and elements of uh, legacy infrastructures. Um, I think these are the two models which uh, which one can observe. And if I would, would make up a second dimension, then it's probably around who are the players in this, in this space. And there I see clearly financial market infrastructures like Deutsche Börse and Clearstream or Euroclear, for instance, the six digital exchange is another player. And you see uh, some uh, some market participants are being active in the digital issuance space, like, for instance, the activities of Goldman, Societe Generale, Banco Santander, so, or in even in Asia, HSBC with Orion, etc. So you see different platforms developing. This is how I would kind of structure the uh, the space and clearly i think uh, all these initiatives in my view they have 
the catalyst function to the market because finally uh, I see that there is no question that digitization in the issuance and broader security services space will happen and that we are that we are underway. Probably a slight difference when it comes to adoption and I would say production like on quality of platforms. So for instance, if you look at D7, um, D7 is production ready regulated platform which we which we operate. We have just surpassed the number of 6,000 digital um, securities issued on D7. We um, offer two type of asset classes, which are structured products and debt and capital market products to make use of the E-Securities Act in Germany, while some of the some of the other initiatives, in my view, still have more or less the quality of individual issuances. I don't like the word POC, but I would say they are not production production uh, great yet and not scalable probably to the extent we are. This is a bit the how I would how I would uh, view the space here. Thanks, Jens. I'm wondering also what are the primary differences and implications of issuing securities in physical, paper-based form compared to the dematerialized electronic form particularly in terms of efficiency and security. I would, I would make a distinction between physical to dematerialized and dematerialized to digital. So first of all, I think I have to admit that if you look at Germany, then probably we are one of the rare countries around in Europe where still securities are delivered into, uh, into Clearstream in a, in a physical shape and form or via, via PDF. So, a lot of the other markets in Europe already have taken the step towards a dematerialization. So, so Germany did play a bit catch up with the with the E-Securities Act, which allowed dematerialization of securities of bearer bonds and uh, and units of funds, and now going forward. So this was a important prerequisite for us to to enter into a kind of level playing field with the other with the other European players or jurisdictions. The second. So for us to answer the question, when it comes to physical versus dematerialized, obviously we can get rid of our printers, right? We, we, we today still produce seven tons of paper a year. We have uh, two million issued securities currently in Germany, a bit more than two million. And if you assume that we have to print each and every German condition, it's quite a lot of paper. So this is our big chance to moving from physical to dematerialize and securities to, to get rid of our printers. But the second step now to turn the security into what we call smart digital object, regardless whether you use DLT as a technology and, and transform it into a token and smart contract or use other shapes and forms of new technologies, it's really the big step up to model the life cycle of the security, meaning to turn the key product of our security services industry into a smart digital object, which means two things, at least two things. One is, obviously, for us as financial market infrastructure operators, we can create the next level of efficiency because we are talking about auto asset servicing, auto redemption, etc., etc. But if you look at it from a, from a perspective of a market participant, then you can achieve very different things. One is all around speed, meaning you can your access to liquidity or 
your time between designing a product and issuing it on the market is shrinking dramatically. With digital security services platform, you can as well kind of directly distribute probably, probably not now, but in future up to the, up to the end client. So B2B to B to C, you can directly kind of um, um, derive the, the data uh, from a, from a golden source of the, of the digital security. So these are all elements, what I would call the way towards instant security services. Everyone not, not having spoken about instant settlement in future potentially. So it is finally the next level of market efficiency in terms of speed, in terms of reliability, and and at the same time the catalyst for future market growth. Because if you have reached the next level of market efficiency, then obviously it is much easier to create new and more products to to issue directly, to invest directly. So all of these elements, in my view, are key then key elements of this kind of next level of market infrastructure and market efficiency. Great. Thank you, Jens. Now, can you elaborate on the role financial market infrastructures play in the transformation to digital finance issuance and how do they impact the safety and efficiency of this process? Let me, let me go back like 10, 20 years in history and, uh, when markets were taking electronic, the role of market infrastructure was A, to provide trust in the market as trusted third party. Second, to be the catalyst of uh, market efficiency. So meaning to, to improve the efficiency of capital markets and by this enable growth. Third function probably would be setting standards around a wider, a wider market universe, which then would would enable faster adoption and and easier connectivity to market infrastructures and solution. And I would claim that the same kind of key role and and uh, and, and and kind of functions of the the roles of FMIs in in the world of today. So towards this kind of S curve of of digital security services market. So. For instance, if you if you look at the the paper which we jointly issued with uh, Euroclear and uh, DTCC, there clearly our role is is described in this context that we that we as FMI can jointly define standards. And standards does not only mean kind of what is what is the unified protocol of uh, of a digital security, but the question is how do we digitize security? How do we handle the life cycle front to back? How do we how do you connect to to such a digital infrastructure in a standardized shape and form? How do we operate digital market infrastructure under 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 certain requirements? How do we how do we kind of comply to regulation in the respective jurisdictions, but as well at a, at a broader scale? So it is the entirety of of kind of operating market infrastructure then in a digital shape and form. And uh, if you or if we as FMIs can already agree on some of those standards, then probably it makes it easier for market participants to adapt. Because currently, it is sometimes seems to me that there's this kind of overlong menu from which you can pick and choose. But if you if you condense it to to one, two, three kind of options, which are all operated under the same quality, then it makes it easier for market participants 
to connect to, to market infrastructure. And finally, it makes it easier for market infrastructures to scale. Because if you look at market infrastructures, which we operate today and future, they live from, from scalability, from robustness and from, yeah, from economies of scale in order to reduce cost per unit. And then with this kind of create the efficiency we need in order to, to make market participants adapt to this new world. Thank you, Jens. Can you tell me what are some of the significant challenges faced by the financial industry in adopting digital issuance processes and, and what opportunities do these new methods offer in terms of cost and time savings? Um, I think the challenges, in, in my view, there are, there, are, there are a few key challenges, but let me start with one. One is, so to say, the use case. The use case which is strong enough for market participants to overcome switching costs. So to take the decision to connect and adopt to a certain market, certain digital market infrastructure. Meaning, and referring to, for, for instance, our use case of retail structured products, where we said um, your, your, specific, your specific value, which you can create from connecting to D7 retail structured product, is that you can bring down your time from product design to issuance and listing on the market from three days in advance down to less than 10 minutes. What does it mean if you translate it for an issuer? The issuer is able to design their product much more mark-to-market, meaning the, the amount of uh, wasted products, so products which never trade because they, were, they are just designed off-market with their, with their product data, is, is dramatically shrinking. And the, um, and the ability to produce and, and design products which are really mark-to-market is, is dramatically increasing. Take another example, for example, that debt products on D7, here we have, we're shrinking the time between initiation of the issuance and manual the account of the treasurer from five to seven days down to two days. I'm pretty sure that in a couple of months we can even shrink it down to intraday. So this is the, the, the speed element I, I referred to earlier, but it is at the same time it is a measurable value which we deliver to market participants, which makes it possible for them to really do business case, I don't like the word business case, but really to do their use case and take the decision whether to adopt or not. On top, obviously, we have the hurdles like, is technology especially talking about DAT, is it ready at scale yet to, to be the backbone of a, of a production-like and scalable market infrastructure, digital market infrastructure. Second, regulation. We are, we are seeing the, the kind of first wave of European-wide digital regulation emerging or becoming into, into force. Let's see how, how this develops over time. So these are, and, and then last but not least, probably another one, it is still the cash lag, which is, uh, I would say, underdeveloped at this stage, really enable true digital market design uh, at scale. These are few of the hurdles which, which you can see around. Great. Thank you, Jens. Let's look towards the future. What trends and innovations do you foresee shaping the digital financial markets, particularly in the context of digital issuance and trading of securities, um, I would I would see that hopefully we we 
we can observe some strong ecosystem ecosystems developing around which market participants can can group and where they can connect in the good in the good um, feeling that these are sustainable and scalable market infrastructures going forward. I probably see a next generation of um, of of regulation to kind of um, create the, the guardrails which which we need in order to further and harmonize solutions. I hope that that market participants will will carefully decide what their role will be, meaning not each and everyone can be an operator of digital market infrastructure. I hope that there will be still a lot of users of market infrastructure. So I, I, I wish that um, a lot more market participants embark on this digital journey and carefully define their role is and then adopt and invest accordingly so that we do not see multiple investments in fragments of digital market infrastructure. And I hope that we see a broadening in, in digital, different, different digital securities. So I've talked about structured products, I've talked about bonds, but I would love to see some adoption in, a, in fund space like ETS, for example, um, especially when you look at, um, at fund distribution and, and roles of transfer agents, etc., where I believe that with, with the right digital solutions, there, there you can see strong cases around market efficiencies going forward and I would say even a bit of a democratization of investments in certain in certain asset plans. Wonderful Jens. Thank you so much for joining us on the Funds Europe podcast. Thank you for having me.